Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Not Yet Adults podcast. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Colin Jeffrey, joined by the one and only Times 3, Eric Zayas. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Strangely enough, no one responded to my, how's everyone doing? But I guess that's because it's a one-way street with these podcasts so far. These freaking podcasts, man, I tell you what. Oh, I forgot to tell you, by the way, I... Not as often as I used to, but maybe once every couple months now, I'll go in and I'll just tally up our numbers on the podcast and see how we're doing. Uh, I think two shows ago, we passed 3,000 listens between all our platforms. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. And again, like I feel like you and I are kind of at a place where we're like fine with the plays we have. It doesn't like set the world on fire, but enough people listen that we enjoy doing it still. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's just kind of a cool little milestone that over 3,000 of our podcasts have been played at one point or another. So... Yeah, it's pretty neat. So, Eric, what are what are we doing here this week? What's going on? What's what's been happening in the world of Mister Zayas? I want to talk a bit about confidence. Ooh, it's a broad term, kind of like similar to our nostalgia episode where we just picked a word and we're like, let's go into the ins and outs of this in like a sort of theoretical sense. But you know, recently I've been you know like any human having doubts within myself and thinking like you know, am I uh, prepared for this particular challenge and I, there's no need to even go into specifics because there's a lot of different examples but uh yeah i just uh wanted to talk to you about how you feel about confidence you think you're of yourself as a confident person and like what does that mean to you and all of these kind of questions so i i would describe myself as both confident and not confident which sounds like a cop-out but at the same time i feel like everyone would probably describe themselves that way yeah gun to my head are you more confident or less confident i'd probably say more confident that said i constantly question things all the time even if it's not myself that i'm questioning necessarily and like i i don't know really how to put that into words but like more often than not if someone asks me like do you feel comfortable doing something or do you feel like you're you're ready to do this thing i'll immediately answer yes because i know i can i'm not worried about my skill of being able to do something um but then immediately after it's like oh crap should i have said that what's gonna happen oh my god oh my god oh my god is this gonna be okay i feel that way when i'm on an airplane and i'm sitting next to the uh, merged exit and the uh um the the flight attendant is like hey are you comfortable being kind of in a way responsible for the emergency exit i'm always whenever i get sat there i'm like oh i don't want to sit here i'm gonna tell the person i'm gonna sit somewhere else and then when they come to me i'm like i'm like yeah because i don't want to make a not even necessarily because i feel confident because i don't want to make a big thing of it and then as soon as they welcome like oh i should probably and then the rest of the flight like every little bump you're like oh my god this is it we're doing it we're doing it this is it. I, I gotta help these people it's game time you, you've prepped your whole life for this and now it's finally happening yeah i don't know and like for me, what's weird is then, so let's say, this is completely fictitious, but let's say someone was like, hey, I need you to direct a movie for me. My immediate answer would be like, yes, absolutely, I can do that. And then right after, I would, from then up until the point where the movie started, I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm going to mess this up. This is terrible. Why did I say yes? This is a terrible idea. And then once the movie started, I'd be fine. Because once I'm there and I'm actually doing it, I am like, oh, yeah, I am pretty good at this. Like, I can do this sort of stuff. Granted, probably not ready to direct a movie right now. Uh, but that, that's just a fictitious example of sort of how my thought process goes. Yeah, and you have, like, more experience directing than the average Joe. So I think, like, if it was between you and some random off the street, you know, you would be more, you'd be much more successful than that person. And I've seen you direct, and it's it's... You do good work. Well, thank you, Eric. I'm I'm blushing. You can't see it. It's an audio podcast, but 
I mean, my my thought process going into stuff like that is unless it's like a make or break your career sort of situation, I, I go into it and I tell people I work with I that I work with this every time is that we're going to mess up. We're going to fail. It's going to be OK. Like, don't let fear of failure stop you from doing something. Just go into it of like, hey, I know I'm going to screw up probably in a couple big ways. Learn from it and move forward. Because if you don't put yourself in a situation where you can screw up, you're not going to have an opportunity to get better and build that confidence and, and you know, have that experience kind of in your belt, so to speak. Something I was curious about, because you mentioned how, like, um, you you could direct a movie, but as soon as it, but, like, you know, the lead up to, or the beginning of the project, you'd feel pretty uh, nervous about. Um, and then when you start, you get into it. I was, uh, something I just thought of, like, the imposter syndrome i'm not sure if you've heard about it for your do you do you experience that let's go let's let's say what it is first so if people aren't familiar imposter syndrome is this idea that basically i i'm trying to think of a good way to describe it but basically i think a good way to describe it is like you know you when someone's put in a uh, a place of responsibility or a place where people look up to them they feel that they're not really qualified as qualified as everyone around them feels that they are and in a sense that they're an imposter and that you know not in a literal sense but in a sense of like oh i'm i'm telling people i'm one thing and they think i'm that thing but really i'm not as you know up to the task of that thing that everyone needs me to be. So I feel like an imposter. I'm lying to everyone in in a way, lying to myself. Even if at some level, you know, you are capable of that thing. You start doubting yourself and you're like, wait a minute, can I actually do this? Like everyone else thinks I can do this. What if I'm just a fraud? And like how long till they all figure it out that I actually can't do this thing. Even if you can old story for you and probably for listeners too, but like imposter syndrome is the perfect way to describe my time with late night. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I get in there and Sam, who I Sam Allison, who we met, was interviewing for a director, and I was like, oh yeah, I could do it. And then he started asking me questions. I'm like, I don't know any of this. This is really bad. This is all gonna go south very quickly. And then I I started as the director, and from then on, it was just a waiting game of how long till everyone else figures out I'm a sham, like till everyone else figures out I have no idea how to do this. And then first episode came, and in my opinion, I did a bad job because I didn't know what to do. But through that failure, I, I learned and I was like, OK, this is all the stuff I don't know. And now I have a starting point. It's really low, but now I can build on that, you know, and and kind of go from there. Whenever I hear that story, I always laugh because I remember the first meeting you coming into the to the room and like Sam was like, oh, this is Colin. He's going to be a new director. And you just had an immediate presence that was like, oh, OK, this guy's a director. This guy, like he looks like he knows what he's doing. He's he's talking with he's not stuttering like. This guy's got his stuff together. So you did a very good job of hiding the fact that you were like, okay, I'm panicking. I don't know what I'm doing. And like, I think the important distinction between like a failure and a learning experience is just, uh, you know, uh, being self-critical and realizing, okay, I I messed up. You know, these are the things I need to work on. As long as you do that, you know, that's uh, because everyone's going to fail. Even like freaking Christopher Nolan, one of the best directors of our time, I'm sure he failed when he started, but he was just like, okay, well, that's, I have to actively work to improve and uh, now look at him. And then he failed again with Dark Knight Rises, so. Okay, well, hot hot take. The hot takes episode was last time. We're, we're done with hot takes. No, I actually like that movie quite a bit. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, again, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. It very much for me was, we were talking about in the pre-show, like that poker moment. Of like, you got like a pair of twos and you're like, okay, I'm bluffing, I'm bluffing, I'm bluffing. No one's going to call me on this. Hopefully this is really bad. Everyone can tell I'm lying. And then turns out they can't. Um, yeah. And I mean, for me, it wasn't that 
with late night in particular, it wasn't that I thought I was never going to be good at it. I knew I was going to get to a point where I was okay. It was just a matter of convincing people I knew what I was doing until I could learn what I needed to be doing, if that makes any sense. Because, like, I'm not someone who learns well in a hypothetical environment, like a classroom. Like, I really don't learn well in that way. I like learning hands-on, just doing something. And anytime you're hands-on doing something you don't know how to do, you are going to fail. That's just the nature of things. But you'll also learn way quicker than you would any other place. So... That, that's kind of how I treat it. But anyway, I'm sitting here blabbing on about myself. What about you, man? What's what's confidence for you? Do you feel like you have an easy time with this or not so much? Well, I think um, there's definitely and I during our pre-show, you mentioned you wrote out when we talked when I mentioned the uh, topic of confidence, you know, uh, internal versus external. And I asked you about that. And you were saying how like, you know, internal is kind of like I think I was it you or me that's a hidden confidence and versus yeah, showing confidence that was, or, yeah. Yeah, that was okay that was me yeah i i definitely get a sense of like i feel like over time when i was younger it the kind of switched where when i was younger i uh didn't really have a lot of confidence in myself and that definitely showed and now well not so much a switch but i guess it's more of a development where now i'm in a place where i feel like you know i'm an adult i have i've learned a lot of things i have a lot of a, a pretty decent amount of confidence with a lot of tasks and that shows but really there's still i guess it's it's partially I have more confidence in myself and partially I'm better at dealing with the doubt where I try to not let doubt stop me and not let doubt show as much because with my current job, um, I'm a salesman and I'm, you know, very quickly uh, being put in a place of leadership. And so I definitely have doubts. I've, you know, never interviewed, uh, you know, have, haven't led a lot of workshops yet. And I'm going to be very quickly thrust into those positions of responsibility. And so there's doubts, but there's also confidence within that I know I can do this. I know I can do these tasks. And I've done these tasks before within school or in other previous jobs. So it's really just kind of, to me, I'm still learning how to, or I'm, I've done a pretty good job of managing those doubts. And I'm still learning how to further manage those doubts to recognize logically because I can do this, I know I can, you know, I just have to stay calm and put in the work and I should be able to succeed in those tasks. I'm being very vague with, with how I'm talking, but you, you know what I mean? Like I, I, cause I have, I don't have a lot of specific ex, um, examples yet, but soon I know that I'll be put in a place of these responsibilities. I'm going to have my own team and I'm just sort of not necessarily pushing down the doubts, but like, you know, every time a doubt hits me, kind of figuring out what kind of one-two punch I need to use logically to put down those doubts and replace them with confidence I have in myself. Well, and it's interesting, and we didn't have this on our run-off show, but something that just came to me while you were saying that is sort of the relationship between confidence and skill. And like when you're they can be interrelated, but they're not necessarily like you can have a large degree of confidence, even if your skill at something is very, very low. You may just have a personality going into something where like, yeah, I can do that. Totally. I'll, I'll figure it out. And on the flip side, you may be very, very skilled at something. But again, that imposter syndrome sets in of like, I just don't know. Am, am I actually good? Am I have I been kidding myself? Does everyone else think I'm good? Like that sort of thing. And then, you know, obviously the ideal situation is you have skill at something and that leads into confidence and, and you can kind of fall back on those skills. You you project an image of knowing what you're doing, but you also have the skills to back it up. Um, 
so yeah, I mean the the relationship there's interesting. I mean, I've known you for a couple of years now and I'd describe you as someone who kind of has like a humble confidence of you're not flashy about it. You're not like the snake oil salesman who comes in and is like, I can totally do this, 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 and this, and I'll break numbers and do everything. And I'm your guy. Like you're not that kind of guy, but you're never the kind of guy who's like, I don't know if I can do that. I, I really don't think I'm ready for that yet. You're just kind of like, yeah, I'll figure it out. And then you do. Yeah. I think, I think to an extent I'm that or guy, or at least I was that guy on the inside. And now I'm kind of like, you know, I mean, like when I can do something and when I'm successful, I don't want to like brag or be flash about. It. I'd rather like you know let my actions speak for me. And and they do. Like uh, time, whether it was with late night or this podcast or whatever, it'd always be like, hey, what do you think about doing this thing? And and your response would usually be like, yeah, we can probably do that, or I'll try and make it work, or whatever. And every single time you do, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's really a testament to your character. Is you're not the kind of guy who's like, yes, I can do that one thousand percent. I'm in. I'm the best person who has ever done this. That's just not you. But you deliver as well, if not better, than those kinds of people do. And maybe I feel like in in some cases, to an extent, you have to be that kind of person because there, you know, at least in like particularly in um interview scenarios or not even interview scenarios but when you have the job and you're um it's either you or another guy that's offered a particular opportunity if you're going to be the guy that's like well i i'm pretty sure i can do it you know and not necessarily the guy that's like oh i can definitely do it i'll do it 110 percent. i'll make it you know better than you could have ever imagined who's who's the uh superior in that instance going to pick the person who's like more humbly confident or the person that's more outrageously confident if that makes sense well in interviews i mean i'm glad you brought that up because interviews are kind of a one-off in my mind because it's like everything's dialed up to 11 like they're not looking for someone who can probably do something or is pretty sure they can do something they're looking for someone who was born to do this thing and will swear up and down that they are yeah and i feel like in some ways you have to kind of exaggerate yourself to to because they don't know you yet and so they're not necessarily picking up on all those nuances and the things you aren't saying as much as what you are saying but then once you have the job i feel like that humble confidence as we're kind of calling it i feel like that plays a lot better because no one really likes someone it can be charming from time to time but no one really likes someone who's like has that flashy confidence of just because i'd call that arrogance basically that that's just you saying like i can do anything and no one else needs to tell me a thing and i'm just gonna you know back away and let me shine right now like that gets very annoying very quickly all right so something else i want to talk to you about confidence um is confidence in other people and what i mean by that is you know since i'm working in a team environment it's not enough that I have confidence in myself. I need to have confidence in my team. And I was wondering what kind of situations have you been in? This is going to sound like an interview. I just realized the sound. The way I'm wearing this sounds like I'm an interviewer asking interview questions. Where do you see yourself in five years, Colin? What's an example of a situation you've been in where you've had to have confidence in your team? Well, thank you, Mr. Zayas. And first of all, I just appreciate you having me in for this interview today so much. Don't need to brown nose me. You, you don't have the job. You're fired. Well, fine. Screw it. I don't want this job anyway. Um, Yeah, I mean... I, I've mentioned before that like at a glance I might come across as someone who's kind of eccentric and out there a little bit because like I'll be I'll spend my time like pacing around and like talking to myself and just like running through ideas and stuff in my head I, which can kind of catch people off guard sometimes um, but something that's been bouncing around in my head lately is like the different projects I've worked on and, and why some of them have meant more to me than others and the thing that always keeps coming to mind and has been driving me crazy 
is the projects that I really think about as like, oh, wow, I was really proud of what we did on that show or video or whatever it was, are the ones where every other person on that team was more skilled at what they did than I was. And that, I feel like that's coming across as like fake humility. And I, I don't mean for it to, I, I quite literally mean that like when you're on a team and you have the feeling that, wow, like I'm the least skilled person here in a good way. Like when, when you're looking at everyone else and you're like, holy crap, they're good at what they do. Every time someone's talked to me about like building a team as a leader and like what you kind of like want from that and what you want that to look like, I've heard time and time again, if you can surround yourself with people that are better than you and that will surpass you, you're a good that shows that you're a good leader and that's like that's the situation you want. You want to be surrounded by people that like have their stuff together so much more than you and that are so skilled because then not only will you know leading them be a lot easier because you don't have to like teach a bunch of people how to do jobs they should already know, but also you're setting yourself up for success to the nth degree. And I think yeah, so I think that's like the ideal situation to be in in a situation where it's like very easy to be confident about your team. But I was also kind of curious um, if you've ever been in an instance where like you were working with people that maybe weren't the best equipped. And I don't, I mean, I don't need you to like necessarily (laughs) name names or something, but like, is there ever been a situation where you had like serious doubts about yourself and your team? Eric, I promised I wasn't going to say anything, but let me tell you about this hack I know named Sam Ellison. He is just a just sham no i'm kidding let me tell you about this hack i know called eric zayas i have a podcast with him no that's a little too on the nose um yeah i mean there have been i mean like i'm not gonna like name drop or anything the thought that comes to mind i feel like when i try and vocalize sounds very conceited and i hate that my words maybe it's just how they sound to me but i i don't mean to come across that way well i think the question the way i present to you is like there's no way to avoid not sounding conceited and i apologize but like oh no no it's fine i mean the the corollary to you know the the pride and the confidence you feel when you're the least skilled member on a team i feel like that holds true here which is the annoyance and doubt you feel if you feel like you're the most skilled person on a team because it's like 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 honest to god if i'm the most skilled person on a team god help us because there's (laughs) there's so many things i don't know about freaking everything you know and and that's true of anyone but especially i mean my background is video and and film and shows and stuff like that that's what i do um and and so i'll be the first to tell you how little i know about audio and lighting and color correction and stuff like that and so if i at any given point am the person who knows the most about those things in the room that's really bad because i don't know very much and so like when you feel like you're the most skilled or another way of saying when everyone else maybe isn't as skilled or as confident as they need to be, that's a huge gut check moment. Cause you're like, now it's riding on me. Like I'm again, not in a braggy way, but I'm the most capable person to do these things. And I'm not confident about my skill to do these things. So, I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put you and everyone else in. Um, no, I mean, you need to surround yourself with people who know what they're doing. Otherwise, it's it's all on you, man. And that's that's a really scary feeling. Yeah, it's a huge, like, adult challenge. I mean, even, like, even... I, I say it's adult challenge, but there are examples in, like, video games where you're, like, playing a game and you realize, like, oh, none of the other teammates know what they're doing. But that's, like, but that's like low stakes. Because if you lose, you just lose a match and it's not a big deal. Where in life, if that happens and you lose, like, you could, like 
get get fired or or like some other like genuine what's the word i'm looking for there's genuine repercussions to that kind of situation so that the stress is that much more well and and i mean that's the double-edged sword of working on our team too is on the one hand a, a good team can always achieve more than a good individual just period full stop on the other hand you may fail for reasons completely outside of your control um and like it or not, that's still on you to some degree because you were on the team, you know? And if you're the leader, you have to take responsibility for other people's shortcomings. Yeah. And and that can be really tough because, like, I mean, there's not a person alive that hasn't overcome every single one of their shortcomings. You know, we all have our, our demons, as as people say. Um, and so just trying to manage your own is hard enough. And then suddenly you're on a team and you're trying to manage everyone else's, especially in a leadership role. I mean, that's the ultimate challenge. That's, it doesn't get much harder than that. This Colin, I don't know about your personal demons. You, you keep that, you keep that out of the podcast. I, I will do my best. I apologize, sir. Please, please don't fire me. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have a, a golden quote or a takeaway as far as confidence in other people goes, but I mean, all I can say is surround yourself with people way better than you are. That's that's the ideal. Hundred uh, percent. And like, I last thing I want since we're like near the end of the uh, the podcast, another thing I want to talk about is like what you do to like manifest confidence in yourself. And that's a fancy way of saying like, how do you f- find ways to be confident about yourself? This is more of an individual on an individual, not necessarily a team. You mentioned this in the pre-show, and my immediate answer was like, I have no freaking clue. Um, there was one thing that did come to mind though, and this, I guess technically applies to a team too, but I say it to myself. Um, and it's this very simple quote and that is we've done more in less. Oh, that's, that's good. It's a very, very simple idea, but it's the idea that whatever you're facing right now, at some point in one way or another, you have done more than this situation is asking of you and you've done it in less time or with less resources. Um, and I say that Josh, where's well, no, whenever he and I are working together, I'll say that a lot. Of like, this is stressful now. It feels like we're not going to make it through. It feels like there's no light on the end of the tunnel. But at some point, you and I have done more together in less time with less resources. And we made that work. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but we made it work. And and that's something I, I try and fall back on. It's like, you you have the skills. Even, you know, as we were talking about. Even if you have that imposter syndrome and that doubt. Somewhere along the way, you were able to do something equal to or even more difficult than this thing was. And and you did that. So you're, you're going to be okay here. You just got to, you know keep your head down and keep moving try not to let that doubt creep in too much a really good way to look at it and really logical way to look at it which kind of plays into uh how i find confidence myself because i like to like you take the logical approach not necessarily like thinking about past experience and like saying well kind of in a way think about past experience and how like i will overcome but also just thinking i guess it's twofold on one hand it's similar to yours in the sense that like i know that this task is difficult but i've done tasks like this before or when i've been in situations whether if it's something i've done before like i know that i can do it again and if it's something i've never done before i know that i've been in situations where i've done something or had to do something that i've never done before and i've succeeded so i can't succeed in this task another way of looking at it and this is just not even necessarily to have confidence myself but also just to handle the stress of it all I when I'm like in a situation that's particularly stressful and there's a lot of instances and a lot of examples of this back, you know, the last couple of years of school at PLU, um, which is true of everyone. I think in a lot of people I've talked to have had even more, much more stressful situations that I've been in. Um, I think like, you know, a few months from now, 
I'll have graduated and this will all be in the past. So I try to in that moment think, okay, there is not and not too far from now a version of myself that has been past this uh, grand challenge. And I know that, you know, I will be there eventually. But right now I just have to put in the work so that months from now when I look back like, oh, that was really stressful, but I made it through. So I, I try to think of like in a, I try to like put my brain in the future sense as sci-fi as that sounds. It's it's that light at the end of the tunnel of even if it's, even if it's freaking 10 miles away and I can barely see it like it is there. Yeah, not to get too cheesy, but when, in moments where I'm surrounded by a shadow, I think like, I know like eventually I'll get through this and I'll be in the promised land, so to speak. Well, in, in, first of all that's great and i totally commend you for that what's really hard is sometimes you can be so deep in the shadows and so deep in what's going on that you can't even find that light and and it'll just be like am i ever gonna get through and like i remember having that uh, my last semester at plu because like i came dangerously close to failing one of my last classes um and it was like maybe maybe there isn't a light at the end of this tunnel maybe i'm gonna have to repeat like maybe this is really bad and that's when hopefully you have family or friends or significant other or whatever someone who's just a little bit more objective about your situation right now and can look at it and be like hey you're you're gonna be okay yeah it's really good to have a support system whether that's family friends you know other like peers in your class whoever um because yeah there's a lot of moments where and this kind of goes into posture syndrome. I remember several times in school where I was like, am I going to be one of those people that like drops out of college or like can't, you know, cut it? Not bashing bashing people who can because there's a lot of people who drop out of college and find success in other ways. But I know for me, that's not what I wanted to do. And I was worried like, oh, I'm maybe I'm not cut out for this. And, uh, you know, so th- yeah, there's definitely moments where I can see a lot of tunnel. But then as time goes on, I and as I... Uh, beat a lot of the challenges I faced in school. I gained more confidence in myself and gained more examples that I could uh, pull from of like, oh, well, you know, this is challenging, but remember that time you dealt with the challenge and, you know, think about how you overcame it and think about how this is just another one of those that you're going to look at from now, you're going to look back at from the future and say, okay, that's another example of a challenge I overcame. What comes to mind when you said that is, stick with me, a little bit of a walk, but not too much, um, is sort of this idea of bravery, right? Bravery isn't about not getting scared. Everyone gets scared. But it's about being scared and still doing what you have to do. Confidence, in a lot of ways, I feel like it's the same way. Everyone has doubt. Everyone feels anxious about themselves. No one is 100% assured of their abilities. But confidence is wrestling with that doubt and anxiety and kind of throwing it in your back pocket still with you but then still doing the thing you have to do and and that can be really tough sometimes when again imposter syndrome or self-doubt or whatever it is it's like oh crap can i actually do this how long till i figure out that i have no idea what i'm doing everyone has no idea what they're doing you know like like even people who are well into their careers and have made a name for themselves anyone you respect i guarantee doubts themselves on a daily basis oh yeah 100 percent on on one hand, that sounds silly, but on the other hand, it's like, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Because, I mean, think of how many times you doubt yourself every day. It's ultimate truth. That's part of the human condition is doubt. And I think that's like a really beautiful sentiment to end the podcast because a couple times when we get near the end of the podcast, we say something truly inspirational, I think. And then, or, well, that sounds dramatic, but you know what I mean? We say something inspirational and then we keep talking and we get into like dumb jokes and then it's like... It's like we should have just left it on that poignant moment and it's like, so anyway, uh, I was playing Xbox the other day and... Uh... So since, you know, we're still not too far away from point moment, I think that's a good time to 
end the podcast by saying, well, folks, let us know what you think about confidence. Uh, do you, how do you find confidence within yourself? You know, what, how do you combat doubts? And if you don't, do you have a support system? You know, let us know. We'd like to hear about it. We'd like to be your support system if you don't have one. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we want you to remember that this has been the Not Yet Adults podcast, which comes to you every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all kinds of podcast services surfaces services we're also all across social media on platforms such as facebook instagram twitter at not yet adults and as well as on reddit we have our own subreddit r slash not yet adults which we'd like you to check out if you can freaking check it out what are you afraid of do it head over there very easy go check it out leave a gif can you do gifs on reddit i'm pretty sure you can do gifs on reddit i think so leave 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 the Leave the gift of a gift. The gift of a gift. Any dealer's choice. Whatever gift you want, so long as it's appropriate. If you have even more time and want to support the podcast, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you're on iOS and leave us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. It only takes a, a few moments of your time, and it's an enormous, enormous help to us. Uh, helps people discover the show and really appreciate it because we put a lot of work into this podcast, and we love hearing your feedback, and we'd love to spread this podcast out to as many people as we can. So please take the time to leave a rating review we'd really appreciate it uh we'll be back next friday at 9 a.m pacific time talking about something new and we're looking forward to it we love you all thanks for listening this has been not yet adults that was a very confident outro eric you did a good job <laughs>